This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. So let's fly back toward the city. You can see smoke rising in dark plumes throughout the whole city. The orc army amassing along the south wall. Some of them might have broken through. I go inside to the first council chamber. Kerdraden says, you're not one of my messengers. Who are you? Aslo Tendertoe. We are in need of your help. Isn't everyone? We have successfully <laughs> secured our very own airship. Are you planning to lend it to the fight? I am planning to fly to the caldera and destroy the cultist's home base once and for all. Audacious plan. If you could help us recruit a few more. I believe I could spare a few men. Eldrak, it's me, Aslo Tendertoe. We will pick up your family with an airship, and we will drop them off in a place not swarmed by orcs. And as part of the deal, he learns to be a pilot. As long as my family is safe and I'll be able to return to them. And we will do everything in our power to ensure that you return home safely. Very well. I guess I'll start packing my things and tell my wife and children. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Is it safe for him to just walk through the town to his house? Should we pick him up, drop him off? His family is here. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, they're here. Perfect. I thought we were going to have to, like, go somewhere else. Well, we will if we want to pick up Captain Clapton. Yeah, well, let's pick pick this guy up first. Yeah. We got to secure that pilot. Then then I think we go grab Clapton, and then maybe that's the two hours. I mean, this has taken a long time to convince him. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe we should just come back for him when we come back to check on the hopeful elite squad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's give him time to pack. Let's go get your old broomhead. We'll be back in two hours. Yeah, so you have two hours to pack, my friend. Um, this makes me wonder if we should check in with Almar and see if he would like an evac as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody else we care about in the city? Yeah. Not really. I is mean, <laughs> we care about Blackblade, but uh, our love is unrequited, as I understand. I think Shaba. I, I think Shaba would have a really strong drive if we're evacuating families. Of course, Almar would come to your mind. Yeah. And we have two hours to burn, or less. We have less than two hours maybe now to burn but yeah i like i like getting meaningful non-player characters from this city that's under an orc siege yep me too like, and we're not necessarily to recruit any of them to be like backup pilots literally just to it it would be the heroic thing to do if we have free time to rescue families yep let's do it people we care about can't rescue everybody but let's start there we'll go pick up almar and his family and then we'll go from there Oh, let's not forget um, Conan. we got to get Conan. Ah, Conan, yeah. Okay, it's got to be Almar, then... Clapton. Clapton, then maybe. Maybe. Conan, if there's time. And that's not his real name. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Malwin. Malwin, yeah. Malwin. Actually, Malwin having Malwin might be nice. We grab Malwin and we uh, get some spe- specific books and put him down, <laughs> you know, downstairs. Yeah. Yep. He sets up shop and starts thinking. We need books on two subjects, volcanoes and how to fly airships. Ancient <laughs> ones. You think some old sage is going to want to accompany you on this trip? If he values well, his safety. Yeah, like, he's not very safe. I mean, we can just bring him as far as Lytics Cross if he wants an evac from the city. That's all. We're not asking him to come on the full adventure with us if he doesn't want to. He might also, because even the Drake was interested in the idea of, like, one last hurrah. This guy might be interested to start to research, like, hey, we need everything that we know in the history books and the in the geography of the Caldera. Like, we want to know where, like, what chambers of the volcano they might have built their secrets into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of Malwin. If we have time to pick up these people, we should do it. Yeah. If, if nothing else, to evac. For sure. If they want to help the cause, great. I mean, Almar could probably be, like the chef right he could cook the rations you know he could do something with that yeah i mean unless we pick up olaf then he's by default the chef mm. i don't think sure. Ol- shaba i hate to break it to you no, olaf definitely won't come we have to kidnap olaf i don't think olaf would say yes <laughs> i mean we're kidnapping him right like yeah I mean, can yeah, we all agree on that <laughs> yes if we fly nearby olaf will kidnap him he's in nighton He's not even here. No, that's what I'm saying, but we're heading that Pit way. We're Martin. heading that way, yeah. We're heading toward where Olaf lives. So, we'll be in that vicinity. Well, we need to be careful that we don't miss 
the recruits from Kerjaden to like pick up Olaf and everybody. We can't pick up everyone we wanted to. I mean, at this at this rate, we might as well stop by Glenhammer, pick up some of the dwarves, <laughs> pick up Spaith. Oh yeah, right? yeah, definitely. So let's let's keep it to specifically evacuating some people we know and care about that could yeah. maybe help us. Let's let's. I think that's feasible in the uh, amount of time we have. Yeah, yeah, I mean Olaf's in Knighton, which is right on the way to Lydix Cross. Mm. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll abduct Olaf on the way. Yep. <laughs> to the Caldera. We'll uh, conscript him into service. Yeah. What was the old What was the old term? Chain him to the stove. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is getting dark. How good was the food at that tavern? Uh, we never, we never bought any. Remember, we always ordered water. <laughs> That's why one of the reasons why he hates us so much because we would just occupy a table and order water. <laughs> I feel like that's what happens though with like fresh D and D parties. It's like the first tavern you go to, you're like a horrible tipper. You know, <laughs> so right. That's yeah. that's why Olaf became our enemy. Mm-hmm. Like o- Olaf is Sherikoth. Like what if that's the place? <laughs> and he did it all just to get back at us. <laughs> uh, just you know what? Revenge. I bet out of all the NPCs in our history, Olaf probably is in on the cult too. Like he, that, that's probably what it is. Yeah, that is very true. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he's probably a cultist. Totally. <laughs> uh, All right, so what's your first stop? It's got to be Almar, right? Uh, Al- Almar, uh, yes, Almar. Yep. Plus, Shaba's like, we got to go rescue my pal. Like, we don't know if the city's going to hold. We actually don't know that. We don't know if the city's going to hold. And that's right. We fly to Almar's shop, indoor house. Okay. I think if they were just fighting orcs, the city would hold, but. It's it's a two front battle, mm-hmm. and the the prospect of having like all of our favorite people under one roof or under one blimp is just so exciting. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing like a world ending catastrophe to bring everyone together. You know. <laughs> so you fly over to High Market and rappel down towards Veckling's store. I would think he'd be at his house now, right? Given the situation, unless that's the type of place where like business as usual would be. Uh, no, not business as usual here. The whole city is packed full of refugees from the outside walls and stuff. Most people live in their shops. So the, the family's upstairs. Or at least nearby. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he had a separate house. Okay. All right. Well, that makes it easy. So on your way over to High Market, you pass near Low Market where you can see the remains of, it looks like, one of the other airships that has crashed and started a fire in that section. Go us, or whoever that was on our side. It was probably Tafe. Wasn't he going after the airships specifically? Mm. That's true. I mean, if we could do something to an airship, imagine like an actual powerful Sapphire Saber member. (laughs) He probably soloed that ship. Probably. (laughs) He probably probably did did, like the exact same encounter we did, but he soloed it. Captain Captain Marveled it. Just... (laughs) flew straight through it. Yeah. But what's that purple-haired commander from uh, The Last Jedi? Yeah, he probably did that. That lady. Yeah. No one No one really cares about her. Yeah, no. No one does. <laughs> Admiral Holdo. Holdo, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Holdover from the... No. <laughs> so you come down in High Market and arrive at Almar's house. There's quite a bit of panic in this area because this is where a lot of the richer people live. And they're not used to anything like this disrupting their lives. Yeah. So people here don't know how to deal with it. Mm, totally get that. I mean, some people are still walking around the streets trying to act as if nothing's going on, going to the shops or whatever. But a lot of people have like boarded up their windows. There's actually still fires here that people are struggling to put out. All right. So I run in, into Almar's house and I call out for him. Almar! Almar, are you here? I'm here. Shaba, is that you? Yes, it's me. Almar, are you okay? Are the kids safe? You see him run down some stairs nearby. Yes, so far we're all still safe. Thank the gods. Uh, well, I know it's been a while. Uh, Cliff's Notes version, <laughs> I'm super rich now and I have an airship. Uh, Want to come <laughs> with us? We're getting out of here. <laughs> also, we, we killed a dragon. Yeah, that too. That was part of why we're super rich. I'm super rich dragon slayer. <laughs> Got an airship. Um, we're getting out of town. Do you want to come? Um, Just temporarily. Like, we're, we'll drop you off a few towns over so you can get out of this mess until things settle down, hopefully. Or at least you can get ahead of it. 
Yes, yes, by all means, yes. If you can take me and my children and Vivian along. Oh, oh, of course, absolutely. And your little dog, too. I don't remember <laughs> if you had a dog, but if you have one, we'll take it as well. Just give me a few minutes to grab my things. All right, we'll be waiting outside. So you wait for about ten minutes. You see Vivia come out first, carrying a nice big bag, a carpet bag type thing. Mm. And she's leading the three small children. My, how you've grown, I say. <laughs> it's been so long. We're going on a ride in a ship. Doesn't that sound like fun? 13-year-old's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. He's like... Listening to their Walkman. Right, yeah. Like, he's like just scrolling his iPhone and flipping his hair to the side. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Airships are lame. <laughs> Airships are so conformist. The daughter is the 13-year-old. So. Oh, okay. Well, she flips her hair to the side. <laughs> That's she right. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. They look more worried than anything. Just primarily at the whole situation. Don't worry, we're 90% sure we can get to Lytics Cross without crashing. <laughs> this is relatively safe. I would tell you we're super experienced at flying this thing, but that is just absolutely not true. <laughs> In the least. But don't worry, it's going to be fine. <laughs> However, if it's this ship or a horde of orcs, I think you know which one is the right choice. Uh, Vivia starts leading them up the ladder, which I assume you lower, rather than having them try to climb ropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, the youngest, Daimar, he can I can make a makeshift harness and climb up with him if he doesn't feel confident climbing, or I can just climb up behind him. Yeah, six-year-old's not going to be able to do much climbing. Yeah. Right, and then as those three are getting on board, Almar comes out last with another smaller bag of things and throws it over his shoulder and starts to climb up. Thank you so much for taking us on. Of course. Welcome aboard. It pains me to leave others behind, but I know you probably don't have a whole lot of room up there, huh? Well, it's a fairly sizable ship. I mean, we killed a dozen men on it, so there's definitely room for at least a crew of that many. Oh yeah, so you're leading them all on and there's this, there's like blood stains from battle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tokus, I thought I told you to swab the deck while I was gone. <laughs> We actually don't know if the Drake has the right statistics to become a good pilot. We shouldn't necessarily burn the bridge that Almar might not be an apt pilot. Redundancy never hurts. Right, no, just because just because the Drake was maybe willing to learn to be a pilot doesn't mean he can do it, right? Like, for example, no offense, but neither of your characters have stats that make sense, really, for you to be pilots yourselves. Right, I've got, I've got the gnome passive racial benefit plus yeah. Tokus just happens to be a high intellect character yeah i'm very so, offended by that by the way <laughs> i'm just no it's just a sean comment i'm no, just no, no, I'm, I'm not i'm joking like, neither uh, of these neither of these people okay good neither of these people <laughs> might be actually able to learn how to fly the ship to a, a desirable threshold of success sure just ask any nasa engineer how important redundancy is you can, instead of having one-on-one -on -one training, you could, like, hold a class and teach everybody how to, including the children. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. All right. So, we set sail, or we set balloon, towards <laughs> the mole slums. So, once we get everybody on the ship, of course, I um, hand out more paper hats to everybody, especially, particularly, the, the kids, um, <laughs> so they can have fun stripey and bones and really feel like, you know, they're part of the crew. Like, we want to make them feel at home here for our short journey. Wait, is it called Stripey and Bones? Like, Skull yeah, and Bones? Yeah, it's like a Skull and Bones, except it has Stripey's head in the middle. Mm -hmm. But you called it Stripey and Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now somebody's going to have to do a Stripey and Bones emoji for the Discord channel. <laughs> right, yeah. By the way, check out our Discord. It's free, and you can come hang out and, like chat with us digitally and such yeah uh, it's awesome you can find that on our main webpage www.thedamageguild.com and then you click on social and it's one of the links that get you free invite come come say hi to us yeah come hang out discord awesome um i believe we fly to the mole slums next to pick up the old captain that's right all right you head towards the slums this is a more dangerous region as it's outside the walls. It's dangerous even when it's not being invaded by orcs. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yep. But the slums are also full of the kind of people who might not want to withdraw inside the city. True. So 
as you're flying by, you can still see some people here and there pretending like nothing's happening or who have given up or whatever, or who are too drunk to do anything. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone in the mall slum sits out on their porch with a shotgun, like, most of the time, right? (laughs) So they're not going to take no orc invasion lying down. (laughs) So it doesn't look like the orcs have bothered to invade the slums yet? Mm, Yeah, that's the other thing. It's just, it's not even worth invading, really, when you think about it. For the moment, at least, it still seems relatively safe and calm, as much as it can at this point. There are a couple of buildings on fire, but no one's really paying attention to them, so... Also, just a typical Tuesday in the mall slums. <laughs> yeah, business as usual. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we fly in close to Asla's old place, and assuming it's safe, Asla will rappel down onto the second-story apartment there. You land on the, just the walkway in front of the house, and you knock on Captain Clapton's door? Yes, indeed. You hear some thumping around inside. Who's knocking on my door? Captain Clatton, it's me, Aslo. Aslo Tendertoe. Oh, Aslo. The door flings open in your face. It's good to see you. Sight for sore eyes, my friend. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I imagine your eyes are particularly sore. Wait, he can't see. (laughs) Hey, it's a joke. Uh, Captain, you are you are a funny one. Um, you like to come in and take a seat? He gestures over towards the nice soft chair. Clapton, what what are you doing? Don't you know the city's under siege? I've heard about that. I almost went out myself to go and fight, but I didn't know if I had quite that much energy left in me. Well, you see, Captain, that's uh, exactly the reason I'm here. I've got a few good friends here, and I've got a ship, and we're getting ready to make sail on one last grand adventure, and I thought, wouldn't Captain Clapton like to come along? What do you say, old buddy, old pal? You want to you wanna have one last adventure with us? I don't know. I remember what happened the last few times I was on ships, and he looks down at his missing limbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that kind of ship. You don't have to worry about sea monsters on this ship. Yeah, it's true. We're, we're sailing for calm waters. We're sailing for calm skies because it's an airship. Oh, plot twist. What do you say to that, Captain? Airship. Yes, like a flying, real airship. Something out of the storybooks. Yeah, you don't have to worry about sea monsters biting limbs off, or cannonballs puncturing your eye. Or timbers getting shivered. Yeah, exactly. Or hatches being battened or anything like that. Dragons and griffins and such. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No big deal. Well, I admit that does sound quite a bit better than sailing on the seas again. I always miss the seas, but she's a dangerous mistress. Mm. I was going to say the same thing. All right, then. And you want me to come on this airship of yours? Yes. We've got a very important quest. It's, uh... Count me in. Oh, all right. Awesome. I knew you'd be up for it, <laughs> Captain Clapton. <laughs> always knew we could count on you. Sweet. He walks to the back of the room, reaches over and grabs his sword off the mantle and yes. puts it on his belt. That's the captain we know and love. But as he slides it in, he accidentally cuts his belt and his pants fall to his ankles. <laughs> his pants fall down in. All right, lad, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Where are we sailing to? <laughs> Actually... As long as you've known him, he's always seemed to have a very solid grasp of where he is and what's in his room. <laughs> he's basically Daredevil for our campaign. Yeah, he's, he's Daredevil status, for sure. Pretty much, yeah. He's got eyes in the back of his head to compliment his blind ones in the front. <laughs> he's got, like, super mega tremor sense or whatever. He can serve as our Stripey. Stripey had, like, special sensing. Mm-hmm. And now we right. have a captain. Now we just strap Captain Clapton to the keel and uh, have him be like our ra- our sonar <laughs> in the sonar of the skies. What do you hear, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> what do your old sea dog ears hear? <laughs> He's just like, oh my god. He's <laughs> uh, just like sleeping. <laughs> where we've like strapped him to the ship, just taking a nap. <laughs> so he grabs his sword, he whistles, and his two parrots come flying over and land on his shoulders. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Ready to go. He's ready for action, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Captain, here we go. This is the best. Lead him out onto the walkway, put the ladder in his hands, and climb up. 
He gives it a few good tugs to make sure it's solid and figure out what he's holding. And then he starts climbing up. Awesome. And comes on board. Ten bucks, he just does, like, the military climb just with his arms because his peg legs are, like, you know, hard to balance on the ropes. Yeah, he can do that kind of thing. He's pretty strong, so... I mean, he does struggle a bit climbing up, but he can make it up. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Assembling the crew. Oh, yeah. Tokus gives him a nice, welcome aboard, and I, like, tip the little paper captain's hat. <laughs> paper captain's hat. I just put one on his head. Over his regular pirate's hat that he most certainly wears. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're assembling like a really happy airship. Yeah. We're going to eat through those rations at a more regular rate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we should have grabbed a couple barrels from Almar's general store. Yeah, we could have we paid for his food. That's true. We got some money. Yeah. All right, we're not forgetting anything, right? We can just go back to... We could say that you just did get another barrel if you wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and there there was a, cr- a pretty large crew on this ship to begin with, so we assume that they'd have a pretty good store of food. Yeah. So it's probably time for us to head back to the Sapphire Saber, right? Probably about, yeah. Probably don't have time to get anybody else. Yeah, it's been a while. You've been flying back and forth across the town. Yeah. All right, so back to the Saber. We're not forgetting anybody, are we? Mm. No, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. What about Esric? No. Nope. Esric. How could I forget my old master? Hmm. Uh, oh yeah. man. I'm gonna go ahead and say. I mean, he saved my life. I don't know if we have time. Uh, if there's anybody in this city that I'd want to go rescue, it'd be Esric. He's no match for those orcs. They'll cut him like paper. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's go back to the saber and round up our uh, strike team. And Wait, then we're really not going to go back for Ezra? No, no, no. I'm saying let's go to the saber, get our strike team since it's time. And we told Kurt Drayden that we'd be back in two hours. So let's go and meet our deadline. And then we'll go over to the Alchemist Guild and see what's going on over there before we leave the city. I guess we also did talk about Malwin, didn't we? We forgot about him again. Well, if we had to pick, if, if we're on a tight deadline and we had to pick between Malwin and Ezra, I know what my vote is, but I'm Tokus after all. No, we're not really on a deadline. I mean, we're on a deadline to pick up people when we said we would from the Saber, but after that, we make our own time. Yeah, 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 that's fair. So so Tokus lets it go, and I start to drive us over to the Sapphire Saber. All so right. you're the one in charge of the ship, so you could go wherever you wanted. That's true. Do I start mentoring the Drake? Oh, no, the Drake's not here. I want to start, I want to give Almar a head start. Like, does he know that he's maybe a candidate? Yeah, we've, we also have two weeks to do that, so don't feel like you have to rush it. Well, I mean, Tokus doesn't have two weeks. Tokus has to rest, like, That's true. soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start to show him the basics. Yeah. Hey, Almar, you want to come check this out? Tokus is going to be bedridden as of our next long rest. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I need somebody else to be able to fly this actually sooner than later. That's <laughs> totally true. right. I, I guess I was forget, forgetting that detail. Maybe you guys also watch how I'm flying this thing. <laughs> I'm just training anybody and everybody. Yeah. I, like, I bring the captain over. I'm like, Captain, you, you, you steer ships before? You can listen in. Of course I know how to steer a ship. I snatch Almar Veckling's daughter's iPhone out of her hand and throw it overboard and say, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, you're 13. You're old enough to drive an airship. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like doing a whole seminar and I'm, I'm showing them, all right, this lever is the... The yeah, pitch, and then the you push the Yeah. Yeah, and then you t- turn this. Crank, and that yeah. button does this. Yeah, it doesn't resemble anything like modern vehicle controls because you've got like weird knobs and levers that'll just adjust the you know, speed and output. It doesn't have power steering either. You're probably like, <laughs> like using all your strength to like change direction. It's got flaps on different. I don't know. It's very strange controls. All right, you head back to the guild and drop everyone who's staying here off. So I guess that would be Aslo and Shaba again. Yes. Oh, maybe Shaba stays up here with me. Shaba's staying? Yeah, I think only Aza needs to go down, right? Yep, that's fine. You're just picking up the Drake and all the people. Mm-hmm. So you head inside and... And go stop by uh, to visit the Drake. Yeah, he's ready to go, and he's got his family. They've packed up a little bit of food and equipment, extra clothes and things. You didn't really tell him where you were going, though, right? Correct, yeah. On a mission to save the world, is what we told him. So he's he doesn't know what he needs, but he's got some stuff. And he says, all right, ready to go. 
We'll get on board your ship. All right. Very good. When are we setting out? Uh, we are uh, basically setting out pretty much immediately. Might have one or two more pit stops, but then we'll um, escort your family to safely for, to safety from there. All right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. He heads outside, climbs aboard the ship. With his family, right? Yes. His family's coming. With his yeah. family. Get them right. aboard. I say, there's one other thing I need to check on. And, uh, and then I go down and um, check in with Care Drayden. All right. You interrupt his meeting again. Yep. I kick open the doors. <laughs> he finishes the last little thing that he was saying to someone else. Stands up from his table, walks forward, and meets you face to face away from the others. Says, I've called together a small team. I went with those whom I knew were trustworthy and would be willing to take on a dangerous mission. However, I don't think you'll have much help if you're actually planning on going inside. Uh You'll have a few more men to help you with controlling the ship, and I've put together a few supplies for you that you probably haven't considered. We have here six sailors and two engineers who are associates of the guild. Uh They're not members, but we've used them before, and... They know their way around ships. They should be able to help you. Awesome. Okay. I went out of my way to recruit someone who you would be familiar with and trust. Even better. Alindria Facewarn has said that she is willing to lead the assault. <gasps> what? Awesome. Yes. Alindria. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're playing kickball and you're playing, you're doing like first picks. I know she's not super high up in the guild, but she's like high the enough. coolness factor is that we know her. Dude, she like single-handedly slaughtered your wife's people, Tokus. <laughs> so she's pretty awesome. She's bad to the bone. <laughs> she did She did take on that Sahagan mission. She also was on the mission to go under the city and deal with the cultists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And right. her beloved party members were eaten by a purple worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. She's pretty boss. She survived. That means she's tough. She's tenacious. Yep. Someone then extracted the purple worm's poison and shipped it overseas to Marengar to a small poison shop, which you then visited and bought so there's that connection too i don't want her to know that that's purple warm poison it might bring up memories <laughs> ptsd awesome and for your supplies we have cold weather gear for each of you ah mm. cold weather gear cold weather well aren't we flying south for the winter you're flying south but the Embrun caldera is one of the highest mountains in this whole range. Oh, I'm okay. certain it will be cold up there. Wow. Mm. That's mm-hmm. why they built their base in it, right? It's not just that it's a volcano, it's got the elevation advantage. Alright. High altitude volcano. That's cool. Hey, good thing we're not taking the fight to them on foot, and we're just gonna fly to the top. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's almost like we needed this airship in order to go on this mission. Because climbing Mount Everest would have been impossible. Well, it's not a Mount Everest, but it's pretty tall. You know what I mean. It's just a comparison. It's formidable, and we wouldn't want to fight a whole force of enemies with them having a huge altitude advantage on us. Right. Mm-hmm. I have the high ground, Anakin. You were the chosen one. <laughs> I say that to the Drake again. Hey, as he boards the ship, hey, remember, you're the chosen one. <laughs> so I've told Alindria to meet you. You'll have to retrieve her. Oh no, there goes our plans for Ezric. She's totally more thousand <laughs> times more important to pick up than Ezric. Yeah, yeah. no offense. Sorry, Tokus. Oh, it's true. It's okay. It's just, I just like have these, I'm just imagining him like being swarmed by orcs and just mm. thinking to himself, if only Tokus had come. <laughs> if only Tokus had returned the favor and saved my life just as I saved his. <laughs> no. My dying thought will be how disappointed I am in Tokus for not rescuing me. <laughs> I will carry it with me into eternity. I put a curse on his name for all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to chant a very powerful spell. Yeah. <laughs> Guess this means we don't have time to pick up Malwin either. Yeah. We might. We might still be able to get them. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Elindria will be waiting for you in the Aptivar Gate district near the central region on the inside of the wall. The Alchemist Guild is actually also in the Aptivar Gate district mm. inside the wall, so you'll oh. be pretty close. Nice. 
There might be hope for Isric yet. All right, two for one. Yeah, I mean, we could send both of you down, or maybe these engineers are good enough. I could teach them a thing or two, and I could teach them how to hold the ship steady. steady. Yeah, and I'll go get Ezric myself, and then you could guard the ship or something. Or yeah, let's get everyone on board, and uh, we'll try that as we fly over there. You can kind of show them a thing or two. Yeah, begin training those engineers immediately. Awesome. All right. Got a one dwarf and one human engineer, and they're both paying rapt attention to you. The dwarf in particular looks like he's intrigued by all this fancy machinery. So you go to Alindria or to... I think Alindria first. Whoever's closer. If they're close enough, couldn't we just both go down the rope and then split job? Like, I'll run to the Alchemist Guild while you run to Alindria, and we try to meet back at the ship? They're probably not that close. Oh, okay. I mean, just like a few minutes apart. That's fine. We gotta prioritize her. Alright. So you go you go to where Alindria is waiting. She's in a small, relatively clear area, easy to spot, where major roads cross, and she's watching the skies for you. Take us over there, Tokus. So as you go down to meet her, you see that she's you know, badly injured from combat. She's you know, covered with scratches and wounds and blood that may or may not be hers. But she's still standing strong and looks determined to win. I mean, she climbs up without you even having to go down and get her. You just lower the rope ladder and she'll come on up. Yeah, she already knows the dealio. She looks you in the eyes. It is good to see you again. You as well. I have been informed about the nature of this mission. I swear I shall see it through. Good. We're glad to have you with us. Glad to have you on board, Elendria. I breathe in her face, and I cast my last Cure Wounds spell on her with the breath of Kavaki. All right. The breath of Kavaki reeks of onions. (laughs) (laughs) And I heal her for four hit points. You see some small wounds closing up. Thank you. Fighting there has been tough. It would appear so. Hope that uh, spike growth spell uh, helped you out a little bit. Yes, that was you. It was. We managed to push them back through the inner gate, and I believe they were holding them there for the time being. That's hopeful news. How many points of damage did it deal approximately, would you say? (laughs) Combined between all the orcs. (laughs) It stepped on it. It's probably a lot of damage. It's highly effective, especially amongst those that didn't see the spikes sprout. Mm. So what are we talking, like 150, 200, <laughs> something like that? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, if 50 orcs pass through that gate, that's a lot of damage. Mm. That's right. Well, shall we uh, head toward Ezric and uh, the Alchemist Guild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually could be helpful to us. The gate's passage is now clogged to some extent by the bodies of the fallen orcs. Oh, wow. Wow. Awesome. Look at that. Man. That's both epic and gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now you head over to Esrix. That may be the most powerful spike growth of the whole campaign. <laughs> yeah. You go to the Alchemist Guild? Yeah. Yeah, before we fly off, I just take out another piece of parchment and say, good job, guys, and I tie it to an arrow, and then I shoot it at the pile of dead orcs. <laughs> 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 well, done, well done, everyone. Good job. Uh, you get to the Alchemist Guild, and your engineer's... Uh, they haven't learned en- enough yet. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> have Shaba and Aslo observed me enough to know how to keep it, like, in idle mode? Maybe. Each of you give me an intelligence check. Oh, my specialty. Not at all. Just a raw intelligence check? Yeah, I don't think you have any skills that would apply. Okay. That'll be a five for Aslo. Oh, well, I rolled a natural one. So that's <laughs> a two. Don't worry, Tokus. We've got it from here. You just go down and talk to Ezra. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stay and you guys talk to Ezra. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Fair enough. Okay, fine. We go down to the Alchemist Guild. What was the guy uh, in the Ardent? The guy, the guy oh, at the front yeah. desk? Ardent. Yeah, the guy that really didn't like us. Ardy. Yeah. How's it going, like, buddy? At all. Ardy. Long time no see. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so you get inside. And he's not there. You don't see anyone at the front desk or doing normal operations. All right, we peer through the curtain and see who's behind it. You know, in wartime, what happens to alchemist guilds? They get conscripted for war and they are just yeah. become healing potion factories. Right, or bomb factories. They shift all their resources from research to, like, 
healing potions and explosive potions. From research to development. Which is the perfect time to pick up Ezric. Maybe he's in the middle of making some really potent, like, combat <laughs> style potions. He's just got, like, a like a bomb stra- strapped around him. <laughs> Like he's like I'm ready to go into battle, and he's just like it's like a it's like a bandolier of grenades, but they're all like alchemical potions, and he's just ready to run in and just start throwing <laughs> them. So you go running through the halls, searching for whoever's around, trying to find Ezric, and you eventually make it to some room that's bustling with activity, and you see a few dozen alchemists inside. They're all working on various things. The, the pace inside seems a lot more frantic than usual. There's a lot of foul smells and smoke and bright flashes. And it seems like a very happening place. Ezric! Ezric! Ezric, are you here? Are you here? Uh, you, I I remember you. Yeah, we're Tokus's friends. Yes, yes. Uh, what brings you here? Well... Tokus would have come himself, but he's flying our airship. Spoiler alert, we have an airship. <laughs> Want to come? I mean, we're going. Want to come? We're leaving the city. Shaba, you said the spoiler before you said spoiler alert. Oh, crap. Sorry, I, I messed that up. Um, so, wanna, we're going on an adventure. Want to come on an adventure? Because Tokus doesn't want you to get slaughtered by orcs. Yeah, also, would, can we escort you to safety? <laughs> yeah, we're getting out of here. We're blowing this popsicle stand. But what about my research? Oh, don't worry about your research. Just bring it with you. You can do some research on the ship. It'll be here when you come back. It might be here when you come back. If orcs <laughs> don't burn down the city. <laughs> it might be raised to the ground. Yeah, so here's the thing. Either the orcs can burn down your research, or they can burn down your research with you inside it. <laughs> well, that's not a very pleasant thought. Not at all, which is why I took a sentence to retrieve you and get you to safety. But why me? There are so many others here who could use your help. Because you're Tokus's one true master. From the day he was born, he always longed for a master like you, and he never had another one that was as awesome or as powerful or as knowledgeable or intelligent and wise as you. And I seem to recall him talking nope, about nope, some of wrong. <laughs> That's your memory playing tricks on you. You're getting old, Isric. Yeah, you're misremembering. It must have been a dream you had. You're Tokus's one true master, and he cannot bear the thought of leaving you behind in such danger. There's no one he loves more than you in this life. That's right. Well, I suppose it would be a tragedy for my knowledge to be lost here. That's that you're sure. You, yep, you're right about that. <laughs> Could you see if you could convince him to bring, like, whatever bombs or healing potions he was working on? (laughs) So what type of research are we talking about here? Like, are you doing research to help the city? Because we're helping the city, too, with our airship adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he he was working on the, um, the, uh, the elixir of life. Cure for baldness, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Hair tonic. (laughs) No, but no, seriously, like, I remember vaguely... A conversation where, like, we talked about, like, Ezric and his age came up, and I wonder if that's, like, a deep-set, like, desire and oh, drive yeah. for his alchem- alchemical pursuit. Like, like a philosopher's an, stone? An, an, yeah. Anti-aging or reversal, exactly. Fountain of youth kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think my research would be helpful for adventurers or in wartime, but it's critically important for the future of humanity. Mm. What? Whoa. What are they working on? Well, I mean, if he's working on a, an aging life potion, that's pretty important for his future. Here's the thing. If you come with us and you leave these guys behind to continue your research in your absence, something happens to them, you can always replace them. But we can't replace that noggin of yours. <laughs> we can't. We can't. You're right. That that information you got up there in that, in that old cranium, that's, uh, that's irreplaceable. So you should you should come with us. I feel like I've not been much help here anyway. I don't have the steady hands that I used to to make these potions. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything. Isaac, you're shaking like a leaf. Why don't you just come <laughs> along with us? 
<laughs> Let's just get out of here and leave this whole place behind and journey up into the clouds where everything's nice and peaceful for you. I suppose so. I wish I'd remembered Ezric sooner. I would have grabbed my own alchemist's kit. Don't we have that, like, stashed in the, our interdimensional space at the Sapphire Saber or something? Is it? Or did we set it up in Aslo's hovel? Well, then it would have been destroyed. No, I think he got everything out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Couldn't remember whether we procured that before it got ransacked or whether we were coming back from that adventure when we found it ransacked. If we can procure Ezric and he brings like a crate of supplies and we procure Tokus's lab set, maybe he could get creative while we have him. Like, I don't know about you guys, I'm out of health potions. I used the last one on Aslo when we were fighting the dragon, right? I remember healing you during that fight. So, who also doesn't have basic consumables that we would want to fight a cult with? I have no healing potions left. I do have healing spells, though. I have a healing potion and a Molotov cocktail. So, I actually... And we can't get health potions from the Sapphire Saber right now. It's not like their normal shop is open for getting supplies. Uh, We didn't check, TBH. We did not check. We didn't check... But we're going back there to either buy potions or get Ezric what he needs to maybe make us some potions. So you wouldn't happen to have, like, a folding portable lab, would you, Ezric? <laughs> no, we, I, I have a lab, don't I? Do we remember where what You do. Here? You have a little kit. An alchemy kit, yeah. You have the lab equipment that, that we got from the cave of blunders. Yeah, like an Alembic and some other stuff. That's true. Why don't you just tell him straight up what's the deal? Like, we, we need those consumables for this fight, don't we? Yeah. Ezric, here's the thing. We need you to come along, but we also need you to work while you're with us. While we're rescuing you, in exchange for your for rescue for saving your life, we need you to create consumables for our use. <laughs> we need you to spend your time making mundane to you potions so that we may drink them in our hour of need. That hardly sounds any different than what I'm doing now. <laughs> well, there you go. That's this Tokus words, not mine. This is just what he told us to tell you. I'm just trying to think of another way we can get potions without having to stop. If we're already taking the time to rescue him, wouldn't it just make sense that he teams up with us? Or should we stop in a city? Well, are we rescuing him to save his life, or are we rescuing him to put an old man to work? We're rescuing him to save... Well, think about the same (laughs) dealio with the Drake and even Almar. We were looking for airship pilots that we could also conveniently rescue their family, right? Ezric is important to Tokus. I'm fine with taking him if we just rescue him, but he could also be a solution to a complex problem we're facing, which is we got no potions. Right. So here's the thing. I don't know anything about the complexities of just whipping up a couple of cure wounds potions, but what do you say, Ezric? Think that's something you can handle while you're up in the air with us? I suppose I should be able to handle that much. We'll help you carry any extra supplies you might need. Yep. All your equipment, Bunsen burners, beakers, flasks, Alembics. The little spiral tubey thingies. Yep. Wait, couldn't you guys just use the um, the interdimensional satch? Yes, that's true. To transport some of his lab materials? Whatever will yeah. fit. It's a smallish opening. So. Yeah, but you could fit the basics to make healing yeah. potions if we're not if yeah. we're not making anything more complex. If we're just making that's what that's what I meant by carry it because we obviously can't carry it up the rope ladder. We've got to put it in the. Satch. So, like, materials and equipment. So I just, I just, that long, like, t- lab table where all of his folks are running, I just do, like, the shopping spree thing. I open the satchel and run down the line with my arm extended and just sweep all the, the equipment into the satchel as I go. All right. And then I dust off my hands. Everything's all set. Let's head on up to the ship. Um, No. So he, he can take you to his office and gather a few supplies, and then you head out. All right, cool. Back on the ship. Tokus, Isric agreed to come with us in exchange for his hard labor. Well, we can pay him. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, yeah we don't have to. Or if you need us to pay for your materials. Master! Master, you're here! Hey, well, welcome aboard the ship. And I, again, give him that little tip from my, my pirate hat, Captain Hat. Tokus, it's... Good to see that you've managed to keep yourself alive. Oh, thanks, Master. Well, I have you to thank for being alive. 
I had my doubts at times. <laughs> and since I'm almost sure that Isric would protest, I sneak up behind him while he's talking to Tokus, and I gently place one of the pirate hats on top of his head and hope that he doesn't notice. Make a stealth check. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Gladly. Slide of hand. Oh, man! I'm rolling so terribly tonight. I got a nine. With mods? The modification is most of the roll. I got an eight. Oh, awesome. Yes! <laughs> Did it. Mission accomplished. All right. <laughs> He's just so glad to see Tokus that he doesn't even have his wits about him. All right. Uh, next stop, the library. Kind of doubtful that he would just be hanging out at the library. Malwin. Yeah, we don't know where Malwin lives. Our, I feel like our ship is getting pretty full at this point. <laughs> I think so. We got to... Yeah. yeah. We got to make sure we we don't overload it. All right. Well, I'd say we have a healthy crew here. How many people do you have on there now? You've got you three. We've got the three of us, two engineers, six sailors, Almar Veckling, his three children, and his housekeeper, Eldrak, his wife, and children. I don't know how many kids he has. Two children. Uh, Captain Clapton, Alendria Facehorn, and Isric. That's a lot of people. (laughs) And Captain Clapton's two parrots. And Captain Clapton's two parrots. 23 people on your ship right now. You can't really carry a whole lot more. And two animals. Yeah. No, we've got to drop most of them off. I guess so we set a course for that city nearby, right? The one to the south. We set a course, of course. Lytics Cross. We set a horse, of course, for Lytics Cross. But on the way... Absolutely. Make no mistake, we are stopping in. Nighton. 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 We really don't need to stop in Nighton. We only need to stop in Nighton if we're legit kidnapping Olaf. I mean, how would he be helpful? And he's not going to be compliant. He's a cook, dude. We can just eat the rations. He's, he's, he is the Long John Silvers to our... Treasure Island. I like my rations plain. We don't need a cook. You're the cook, Shaba. Well, that's true. That's true. I, I suppose I am. Yeah, you can you can make those rations more appetizing for people that care about flavor. The big question is, how do you cook something on a wooden ship? Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered that mm. about sailing ships during the Age of Sail. Well, we could use Ezric's gear leftovers, right? You, like, use a Bunsen burner to... <laughs> Warm the beans. I actually looked it up at one point because there was a way that they used to cook, like in on long sea voyages, but I can't remember what exactly. It was some sort of stove or something. Couldn't you just, like, use some water? Yeah, just boil some water by using other water to boil it, and then I'll, I'll figure it out. It's just basic mathematics. Just rub your hands together enough to warm them up, and then... Touch the food. That's right. Or just put it out in the, put it out in the sun on a really hot day. How hot is the crystal reactor down in the ship? That's a good question. I wonder if just like if you just like touched a kettle to that long enough if it would warm <laughs> it would up. just get red hot. I don't know that I want to mess with that thing. Yeah, but Shaba, you're, you're Shaba. You like do it anyway while we're not paying attention. You just just to see if you could like heat up the food that way. I would if it weren't the one thing propelling the ship. <laughs> All right, let's set a course for Olaf. Uh, Lytics Cross. We're yeah, going to... Just, no, yeah, let's just go straight to Lytics Cross. <laughs> Picking up Olaf is a silly idea. As much fun as it would be to have Olaf aboard, I think we need to go to our friend Nibrin. Yeah, Olaf, Olan. Yeah, as we, as we fly over Olaf, though, we can rain arrows down with little messages tied to <laughs> yeah. them and tell him how much we love him and miss him. And wish that he could come with us, but sadly, there's just not enough room. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't actually see the point in picking up Nibrin or Olaf because they're not right in the middle of the swath of orcs, right? Yeah, they're not. He's not in they're immediate not in danger. danger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right. They're not in immediate danger. So right. I don't know if we could justify spending the time. I mean, we, did, we didn't actually waste a lot of time, right? It took Kaerdraden that much time to... That was actually really helpful. We got more than what we bargained for. We got... Another Sapphire Saber member and engineers. Yes. And crew members. We have a crew. Guys, we have an airship like crew. Yeah, exactly. We did the thing. Yeah, well, we, none of them have piloted airships before, but they know how to sail. <laughs> yeah. So they'll be helpful. Speaking of our crew and our passengers, um, I hand out a piece of parchment to each of them and a quill, and I say, well, here's the thing. we got a friend named Olaf. He's our best friend. We love him. We miss him. So I want each of you to write a heartfelt note to Olaf <laughs> and tell him how much 
the three of us miss him. 500 words or more is fine. And then, <laughs> and then attach each one to an arrow securely so that I may rain down my love. Our love and our love. <laughs> our, our love upon, upon, upon his roof, his establishment. <laughs> Flaming arrows of love and affection, by the way. Yes. You're going to take that as, like, war. Yeah, you're going to use up all of your arrows? Yeah. Yep. Just just sending love notes to Olaf. Right. That's the other thing we weren't able to restock. We should have really restocked from your pal, Elmar. I just assume that every time I go to the Sapphire Saber, if a new month has rolled over, I just pick up my arrows, like, on the way in. But it wasn't... I don't think they, like, had their normal situation, right? It's wartime. Possibly not. I mean, you haven't had time to restock since you got back to this continent. Mm, that's true. Mm, true that. You've been gone for months, so... Is any, anybody on board a Fletcher? We, like, carve <laughs> off some of the unnecessary wood yeah. of the ship. Yeah, <laughs> like, extra wood. Fletch a few more arrows for Shaba on the way over there. I mean, you mm, can always yeah. just buy some out of town on your way. Yeah, right. Like Lytics Cross, for example. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll buy it at Lytics Cross when we're dropping people off. Exactly. I like that efficiency, Aslo. So we set sail for Lytics Cross. Mm-hmm. Yep. Setting the sky scales for Lytics Cross. And you had full speed? Full speed ahead, number one. At least as fast as you can manage to control the ship. I do my best Picard, and I call Tokus number one. Number one, full speed ahead. You arrive at Lytics Cross... In roughly six hours. Whoa. Yeah, look at that. Dang. Two day that took journey us two days in six before, hours. Yeah. Six hours. Awesome. Oh, sweet. This thing's fast. Oh, yeah. So fast. At this point, it's pretty late in the evening. All right. Nibrin should have just gotten off work and be like half drunk at the tavern by now. You actually need to stop in and find Nibrin? Yeah. Of course, <laughs> Nibrin's coming with us. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Olaf, we can leave behind, but Nibrin is coming. Non negotiable. No bones about it. Nibrin's coming. Well, you do need to go buy some arrows. That too. I descend on the ladder as the ship is descending, and I'm just calling out, Nibrin! Nibrin, where are you? <laughs> Yeah, you're just hanging on as Tokus lowers the ship so you don't even have to climb <laughs> yeah, exactly. after a certain amount. And then you just around. gracefully step off the ladder when it reaches the ground. <laughs> start walking. It's like Captain Jack Sparrow when the, when the ship is when his ship is Sink like down to the mast and then he steps right off onto the dock. <laughs> I just reach down and grab Nibrin's hand and take him as, yeah. as we go. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, Tokus is just keeping a steady altitude, so you're literally just like floating along on the the ladder, like like going past people, just going past <laughs> people in the streets, like hovering like a foot off the ground. And then you there's a person carrying their groceries, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you grab an apple out of the bag and take a bite, and then. <laughs> and then throw it over your shoulder <laughs> And then you sweep Nibrin into your arms <laughs> you're like Tugus We're good And then he just yeah, Takes off Onwards <laughs> <laughs> to adventure <laughs> Oh my gosh That's the greatest thing ever Fane <laughs> please say we can do that Please That's the greatest thing I've ever heard of <laughs> uh, what about dropping people off and buying arrows? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I can't possibly. <laughs> <I> can. <laughs> oh my gosh.